Okay, in this podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, LWC or Lightning Web Components. Now, Anoop, you did you went to Salesforce and yeah. you did a, a workshop. Yes, oh, so I was invited to this deep dive workshop, which was led by Greg Ruiz, uh, who's one of the creators of Lightning Web Components, fair to say. He's okay, now cool. uh, the product manager for the Lightning Web Components framework team. Brilliant. So this podcast is about everything you learned That's and correct. all the tips. And best practices and also a bit of history Ooh, nice. around how Lightning Web Components came about. Brilliant. So here we go. I'm just going to drop some knowledge. <laughs> drop it in there. <laughs> so recently I attended this fantastic Lightning Web Components deep dive workshop workshop with, uh, that was led by Greg Ruiz. Ruiz. Sorry, Greg, if I'm pronouncing your surname wrong, but uh, he's, he's the product manager on the Lightning Web Components framework. Uh, so he ran this workshop. It's quite excellent. And I took a lot of notes, as you can see here, Francis. So I want to share some of the highlights of, of, uh, of some things that I learned as part of that and some quite interesting insight on how Lightning Web Components came about. So, you know, in the beginning, there was Visual Force, which was all right. Celsius decided that they need to modernize their stack, both for themselves as a platform, but also for developers. So they introduced what's now called Aura Components. They open sourced it, but they soon realized that Aura had performance issues. Well, we all realized that, you know, we were constantly complaining on Twitter. <laughs> we, we get those uh, famous, infamous error messages on the screen and then things wouldn't update or, you know, everything took forever. It's, it's fine now. It just caches everything. <laughs> it caches everything. So Aura had performance issues. Salesforce acknowledged that and they they kind of uh, set two engineers uh, to, to look at this problem. So they were like, okay, can we optimize uh, Aura components? They tried their best, but they could only make it go so fast. Uh, after a while, they hit a wall. Right. Know, they were like, okay, we can't make this faster. So then they were like, okay, what can we, what else can we do? Maybe, you know, what, what else is around that we can do to, to, to make this better? So they looked at web component specification, which is, uh, which is a standard web component standard. You know, it's a W3C standard for building component driven apps. So these two engineers, they built a proof of concept. They built a component that was a bazillion times faster than <laughs> Aura components. In fact, that component is still is uh, is still on our in Lightning experience. Oh, what is it? They launched it two years ago, and this is like one of the first things that Salesforce launched without uh, or anything, yeah, without doing going GA root or anything like that. All oh, right. So here's the thing, listeners. So if you're if you're at home or in front of your computer, just log into Salesforce and. Look at the first component that loads on the page because that's the fastest component and that's the first Lightning Web component that was ever built uh, two years ago. So just go in and refresh your page. When you refresh your page, that's the first component uh, that's loaded <laughs> after the, the Kodi bear on the surfer board thing. What is it? I, I, I need to log in. You need to log in. Yeah, you need to I'm check. I'm on a tablet. I, I can't. Uh, is it got, is, so I'll give I can guess. Francis, can I guess? You can guess. Is it, is it the tab bar? Close. Oh, close. Close. But that's the first component that loads on that page. And it, you know, you have to be... It is the tab bar. It's close. It's not. It's not. not. But you'd be surprised. And you've been using a Lightning Web Component for two years without... I haven't even... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How many times have we logged yeah. into Salesforce.org and not meant noticed it? So Francis is logging in. So it's literally the head of it? No. 
The search? It is. The search. The search. The oh, global yeah, search. The global search. Does the global load search. Up it's, it's a microsecond quicker, but that's the first yeah. thing. So that was the POC they did. They basically said, oh. look at this. And this is an, uh, less noticeable now, but it was yeah, really, nice really noticeable yeah. back then because everything else was Aura components. Now they've started migrating all of these base components to LWC, so everything is kind of more or less faster. I'm guessing that uh, the Cody Bear uh, Summer yeah. 19 logo is also a Lightning Web component thing. But that's the first thing that loads. So you've been using a Lightning Web component which was the global so I'll, I'll ask the stupid question because mm-hmm. people will probably are want to know. Sure. Why didn't they start with web components in the first place? Because they it I didn't can't, exist. Maybe yeah. Because I think web components is is getting mature now. Yeah. And there's so also standard a, came out basically. Aura components started way before we had standards in this. In, in, in yeah. You know. Um, it was the Wild West, and slowly it's kind of evolved and got better. It is. And so it kind of, for me, when they announced uh, LWC, I was like, this makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, and even I had friends, uh, other web developer friends who don't work in the Salesforce ecosystem going, oh, my God, um, can you tell me how to use Salesforce? Because they could now code in the platform. And interestingly, the motto or goal of the LWC team hmm. is to kill LWC. So what they mean by that is they want to make LWC so standards-based that there's no difference between LWC and a web component. So they want it all to be part of web components. And I'll talk about a couple of things related to that. So anyway, so if you haven't guessed or if you weren't listening, you fell asleep. So the first component ever, Lightning Web Component ever, is the global search component on the page. And that's the first thing that loads and you refresh the page. And that was a POC that convinced everybody that, yes, this is the next best thing and it will be difficult for us to kind of move away from our components, but it's the right thing to do. And it is. So the other, some of the other tips that I found out in the workshop was Greg said, stop using UI components. They are going to, they will be deprecated. Again, all of this is, uh, forward-looking statements and all of that stuff, safe harbor. So UI components will be deprecated around winter 19. Uh, They won't be end-of-life, so they won't remove it, but deprecated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And everything that you can do with UI components can be done with Lightning Web Component, base components, so start using them. If you've played with the UR uh, Playground uh, for Lightning Web Component, it's pretty cool because every change that you make, it gives you a unique URL that's alive forever. So you can share that oh, and really? it never expires. That. Yeah. So you can build something custom in, in, some, the, in, in, the, the, in the playground. playground. Give a great link. Share, yeah, and share that with anybody to say, hey, look, uh, do you mean this? If you're, for example, if you're working that with other great. developers. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The other thing, which, which I kind of knew, but uh, when you use VS Code, hmm. so Microsoft has, uh, VS Code has an engine that's based on Chrome. So Microsoft yeah. has embedded a, Chrome engine inside that tool, which I thought was a bit funny. Also, another bit of tidbit, uh, uh, in Aura Components, you know, what are the different files that you have in Aura Components? You have the CMP file, and you have the JavaScript file. Yep. Wrong. That's not JavaScript file. It's actually a JSON file. That's why you have those weird early braces. Right, okay, got yeah, yeah. So when you're writing that, it's JSON, whereas in Lightning Web Components... You're using pure JavaScript. JavaScript, And that's the only mandatory file that you need when you're creating Lightning Web Components. You don't need anything else. You need, at minimum, that JavaScript file. Okay. Yeah. 
also, I really like how we tackle the whole uh, where this component is exposed in Lightning Web Component. Because for Aura Components, remember, we have this ugly implements, yeah. this and that, <laughs> this and this and long and string. Yeah. 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 yeah, all of that flexi page, <laughs> yeah. and this and that. So that's just so you can expose this thing uh, to Process whatever, build or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is you want to do it, an app builder yeah. or in a visual first page, whatever. But in Lightning Component, it's much cleaner. You have a is exposed tag inside of the XML file. Right. And you just kind of specify in there where you want to expose this component. Okay. And it's uh, way cleaner. Now, here comes the important bit. CSS stands yep. for Cascading Style Sheets. Yeah. The bit cascading is very important in the <laughs> web, web style, you know, entire the web where you have the parent level CSS and you yep. have all of the different child elements which will kind of cascade the style and, the style and everything. It, yeah. well, when it comes to Web Component Standard, what they've decided for whatever reason is that the CSS will not cascade. So if you have components embedded inside of each other, the child component won't get uh, the CSS from the parent component yeah. only because of the shadow DOM. Now, right. here's the thing. It, currently it works. So all of the base components that you have yeah. inherit the SLDS uh, yeah, CSS yeah. from the Lightning Experience platform. It works now only because they haven't. Uh, Lightning Web Components uses synthetic version of the Shadow DOM. It doesn't use the actual Shadow DOM. So what's the synthetic version? It it creates a virtual DOM just like uh, React does. Uh, the virtual DOM represents an in-memory representation of the DOM, which allows you uh, allows them to patch the DOM behavior. So it's kind of synthetic. So, DOM. so just so those people don't know, what is the DOM? So document object model is basically the object representation of your HTML document. Yeah. 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 So Lightning so Lightning Web Component doesn't use the shadow DOM, which is part of the Web Component standard, but it uses a synthetic DOM for now. So that's why all of the yeah. CSS so will work. Cascade down, yeah. But once they enable shadow DOM, this cascading will stop because the Web Component, and this is not a Celsius thing, it's a Web Component yeah, standard, yeah. which kind of says... All of your styling should be within the scope of that component. So yeah. it won't then inherit styling from, from the parent. Which basically means that once all of the browsers start enforcing Shadow DOM, anything built with Web Components is going to break. Yeah. Right now they're not enforcing it, yeah. so it's good. But this is kind of, so Celsius has an official kind of disclaimer but this around is, this, this is, is that they will provide... This is enforced by the browser companies. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Exactly. So it's when That's, the browser company, you know, like Google or yeah. IE, decide or Edge decide, hey, we're going to enforce it. That's when it's going That's, to break. Yeah, yeah. All hell will break. <laughs> all the the whole concept of CSS was, you know, we can inherit cascading. There you go. But then it's also saying that they'll provide guidance at a future date on how to consume the CSS from yeah. SLDS. So I'm sure they'll come up with a way for doing this. It's because Salesforce are part of the W3C standards committee, mm -hmm. so they are kind of also influencing the design around web components so we can kind of see all of the some of the things that lightning web components does maybe the data service but definitely the locker service yeah. thing uh, that we have in salesforce on the platform they're trying to kind of again all of this is safe harbor you know there's all speculation not speculation but these are all things that may or may not happen but they're also trying to kind of see if locker service can be part of the standards right which okay. is interesting yeah. because then that will make the components more more secure a few best practices. So in, in web components world, you need to start thinking, uh, you need to get rid of the page metaphor. So we, we, we've been building visual force pages, HTML pages, and we think in terms of pages. We need to 
move away from page metaphor mm-hmm. to component metaphors. So yeah. You need to start thinking in terms of components. You know, can I build this component that interacts with that component, or can I embed compose one component with multiple other components? So once you start thinking in that sense, you you will start designing components a better way. In the web components world, data flows down, mm-hmm. and event flows up or events flow yeah. up. So and it's as simple as that. If you're designing a Lightning Web component, just remember data flows down and events flow up. Right. Unlike Aura components, where events are flowing all, all over, over the place. place. <laughs> it's like, oh. uh, yeah, we don't, and we also don't have, because it's all standards-based, we don't have self-enclosing tabs. So you need to uh, enclose a tab explicitly, <laughs> which will be, well, uh, because we we're using VS Code, which has automatic uh, autocomplete, so it should be fine. Yeah. And I think it's so, also, it's, it's because now it's not a native language to salesforce you've opened up the language to resources all over the internet so for support yeah it's brilliant it is brilliant yeah yeah Yeah. massive load of tooling around that and tooling around this so yeah yeah, it's it's, it's all great news yeah if you do want to use application events which don't exist currently like in web components uh christoph coinrats is one of the developer uh evangelists he is amazing yeah he's amazing read his blogs (laughs) definitely (laughs) Definitely, yeah. yeah Uh, which I do regularly. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very interesting. He's written a library called PubSub. It allows Lightning Web Components to interact with each other and kind of simulate application events in a safe manner. And as part of the winter, winter release, a couple of things also are working on. They are adding client-side requiredness, so you can kind of specify which fields on the client side are required or not required, right. irrespective of what's in the back end. They're also working on live records, which is very interesting because that means, you know, you have this problem where you're editing a record, but someone else has this record open on their... Yeah, uh, on locked. Their, their, uh, so if you edit it and then they click on edit, there's a clash yeah. and stuff like that. So they're working on live records. So Celsius will watch the record and show it to multiple users that someone else is editing this. I don't know how they're going to do this. That then, ex- And then if you edit at the same time, Celsius will show you both values to compare and save. That's amazing. That Can you be... see the other person typing at the same time? No. But, because but they bought t- a company. Them. Do you remember Salesforce had, oh God, what was it called? They had, there was a service where you could actually have live typing and they basically got rid of it. Ah, okay. It was years ago because I did a talk at Dreamforce about it. And literally about six months later, they got rid of it. <laughs> it was like, ah. Oh, is it like Google Wave kind of thing? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. It's back in the day. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's basically Google Wave time. Yeah. Uh, Salesforce bought a company that did a similar thing. All right. Um, and I always wondered if they were going to do it for notes. Okay. So you could collaboratively work oh, on a note. Right, yeah. So maybe, you know, bringing that technology back, I know, probably not. But this is, this is different. You're, let's say you're looking at the account record and if uh, somebody else, else is yeah. editing you it, you can then kind choose of, which field yeah, you want. If you, yeah. if you also edit at the same time, they'll just say that someone else has uh, edited the record, which ones do you want to what say? Exactly, so yeah. which makes a lot, yeah. And the final tip is if you want to learn Lightning Web Component, you should check out the LWC recipes yeah. that they have on the, uh, in the documentation. They're a great way to learn different kinds of how to build components in different ways and how they interact and best practices. And if you if, if there's a specific recipe missing and you want to know how this works, just create a Git issue and one of the That's developer cool. evangelists will create a recipe if it's interesting and yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they think that it benefits everyone else. Awesome. So yeah, that was a... We'll put a, a link re- in the show notes for that as well. Yeah. The Git, yeah. So yeah, that I really enjoyed this deep dive session and I learned a lot about, not just about Lightning Web Components, but also the history and some of the best tips and practices. Yeah, yeah. 
So is it, was this a, it was a hands-on at Salesforce, yeah, yes. rather than a webinar or anything like that? Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's me. But those are yeah, the tips that's really hopefully... great stuff. Yeah. So the it's a lot more quite a few exciting things coming our way as part of Lightning Web Components, and I'm quite excited about it. Mm. Very excited. Awesome. I have a funny feeling. Why don't we just put this as a whole new podcast? Because it's quite long. <laughs>